up, East High? Hi, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. That's right. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I am Condra. And my name is Tyler. And today we are talking about Minute 6 of High School Musical 2. Minute 6 starts out with everyone singing, let's go have the time of our lives, and ends with Gabriella mentioning vocal exercises. You know you need unique New York. Did I? No, I sort of messed it up. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, and the lips. Those aren't quite vocal exercises. Those are more like mouth warm-ups, but anyway. Yeah, so we're, we're finally <laughs> coming to the end of what time is it? What time is it? It is time for this song to be over. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we get a few more fun kind of choreographical moments we have some fun like spinnies where they like join cross their hands together and spin around and they lock arms and kind of spin themselves tightly like centrifugal force is the only thing that's holding them up it's 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 fun it's a very high energy end and then they like kind of break and do whatever they want which is mostly just kind of bobbing grabbing each other and like high-fiving and stuff what i like you know we get a couple shots of like the people dancing in the background too so it's not just all the all of our main cast people and everyone's having a good time it's it's nice yeah we see the marching band banging on some drums oh yeah i like how the marching band just looks like normal marching band dorks that's fun i mean i can't imagine although they have twice the budget of the original i imagine it's easier for them because they basically kept the same logo and colors of the school that they are recording at to be like hey can we borrow your marching band for 20 minutes I'm sure it was longer than 20 minutes, but yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't, what, what do they sing as the song comes to a climax? I I don't remember. Come on and celebrate now. It's party time. Let's move around. The time of our lives is the last thing they say. Wow. That's, that's a weird ending. (laughs) So it's summertime. We're loving it. Come on and celebrate now. What time is it? It's party time. Let's move around. The time of our lives with a big scale up at the end. They all go high. Wow. Just just brilliant songwriting from the team here. Um, No, it's it's good. It does what it needs to do. (laughs) Exactly. Like we talked about last time, it's a fun song. It's high energy. It's doing its job. Yeah. And then you mentioned that like when the song ends, they all kind of just bob their heads and like grab the shoulders of their dancing partners if you look in the background you can see the the red-haired lady from before with the pearls i think yeah. you said yeah yeah, yeah yeah um she she's like partnered up with this like other tall guy they like go arms around shoulders too i'm like oh everyone has a little partner oh oh i just had an idea because that made me think of my other note for last week that i forgot to say with that martha and zeke and kelsey and jason pairings is it yes. solely because of height because like Martha's not tall, but she's definitely taller than Kelsey. Yeah. I don't know. Zeke and Kelsey would be cute if they were dancing together. (laughs) But I feel like there's like also a a conflict of like Zeke's into Sharpay and Kelsey's part of Sharpay's social group. Kind of. That would be an interesting conflict if Sharpay was like, he had a crush on me and now he likes Kelsey. Uh, She's so short and tiny. And not talented, according to Sharpay. <laughs> I don't believe that, but that's what Sharpay believes. We we get a we get a fun shot because when the song ends, we're kind of like zoomed in on Zac Efron, but behind Zac Efron is Kelsey, so we can see her like finishing Panting. the dance. Yeah, <laughs> the classic end of musical number pant. Yeah, 
Uh, the other thing that gets me that kind of ends the song is another bell ringing. And it's like, the bell already rang. Why would it ring again? Um, it I... rang to start the song. <laughs> <laughs> there's no final, um, final bell. Maybe there's like a bus bell or like a, or like the bell rings on like a consistent schedule every day of the year and the last day of school like you know they get dismissed at at a certain time but the the bell is still on the same schedule from like a normal day so it's different but yes there is no logical reason for this okay it wasn't just me then good but then they're all like bopping around and stuff and then the bell rings and they're like woohoo and they all start kind of leaving and then we get a penguin slide from Mr. Yes. Troy Bolton. Literally a penguin slide. It's as if Mario has gotten his penguin suit and is sliding all around the Mario course. I don't know why he does it. It makes no sense. They're in the cafeteria where the floor is notoriously dirty. Gross, gross, gross. That was my first thought. I was like, that's disgusting. But also, I don't know, sometimes when you're 17, you're just like, I'm going to do a weird physical thing because I can't control my body. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, he, so he slides and he also says woo. But it's like the short, it's not even like it's a satisfying slide. Like they didn't prep the floor or anything. He slides like two feet. It's hardly a slide. And it's so zoomed in the, on the, him to avoid The camera is that. moving and like zoomed in close enough where it doesn't feel as underwhelming as you're making it sound. That's fair. But also it is a little underwhelming. Maybe mostly <laughs> because my penguin sledding or penguin sliding mindset is always wrapped around Avatar The Last Airbender, which is pretty epic in terms of its no, penguin sledding. Noted by the fact that you said penguin sledding, as opposed to one person who is penguin sliding, which is just like an action that describes like a human or Mario in my in my previous example. Penguin sledding is when you get on top of a penguin and ride them down a hill <laughs> like a sled. Yes, but the penguin is still doing the same motion that Zac Efron or Troy Bolton is in this minute. Just less cool. Both physically <laughs> Hey, penguins are always cool. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, we cut back to the hallway. We get some dialogue, baby. Yeah, and we also get the return of credits at the bottom of the screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw Allison Reed's credit. Yep, we had Jessica Tuck, Allison Reed, Chris Warren Jr., and Ryan Sanborn. So I only know who Allison Reed is because that's Miss Darbus. Chris Warren Jr. and Ryan Sanborn are Zeke and Jason. Okay, who's the other one then? Uh, I did not look up Jessica Tuck because I don't think we've met her yet. I just haven't met you yet. Oh, okay. Okay, no spoilers. Sorry. Exactly. Um, yeah, so they're walking down the hallway. Then this is the hallway, like, there's, like, windows on the left and lockers on the right. This is where, like, Zach Efron's, or Troy's uh, locker is. They open up their lockers. They still got, like, stuff in their lockers. Do they get to, like, keep the same locker for next year? It doesn't seem like they've cleared out their lockers. They definitely haven't because as they're leaving, like, none of them have their backpacks. <laughs> they just leave their stuff in their backpack the whole summer? I Yeah. Okay, Maybe. fair enough. Um, they're talking about money here. They're talking about Troy yeah. needs, Troy to, needs get, to make bank. He needs to make bank this summer. Yeah, Troy is focused on college. Makes sense. He's a 
junior rising senior. I mean, to start saving money now as a junior rising senior, maybe not. Well, this is the first time he is consciously aware of the fact that it's coming. And he's only very recently been able to work jobs and make money, probably. Fair. And, you know, teenagers don't do anything unless is unless there's imminent danger. So at least he's doing it now, like a year and a half in advance. He, he could be doing it not in advance at all. Does that mean I wasn't really a teenager? <laughs> no, you were a teenager. You just had a job. At like the age teenagers of 14? do too. <laughs> yeah, other teenagers have job. No, I just, I guess my timeline was a little different than Troy's, so. You, you, well, you were saving up for a car, too. This is all normal things that teenagers do. You weren't not a teenager. And, well, Chad is saving up for a car. Oh, indeed. So he can take that little hottie out on a real date. Gross, 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 gross. I hate it. (sighs) Zeke also mentions that he's saving up for college and that his parents are going to match whatever he makes this summer. Which is a pretty sweet yeah. deal. Yeah. I wanted to say, like, obviously people in a relationship can, like, have whatever, like, terms of affection and ways to call each other attractive in, like, fun ways. As long as that's, like, the agreed upon thing. Maybe don't be doing it, like, out in public in the middle of school, which I think is what we're wincing at a little here. But if that's Chad and Taylor's relationship that they... They are a little are a little spicy about calling each other hot. Then sure, but yes, it's all it's all it's a little weird coming in like the context of this children's movie. <laughs> yeah, and Taylor kind of gives him. Uh, Taylor and Martha are walking by as he's saying this, and Taylor like looks back at him a little bit. Yeah, is it like a good look back or like a don't talk that way look back? I think it's a good look back, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah teenagers are still figuring out like what they like in a relationship and what they don't like like it's so weird like i think taylor likes the concept of like getting treated specially and having this moment with her significant other but maybe the delivery is less appealing to her yes there's something cringy about it (laughs) and this gets me back to martha just for a second Yes. I'm going to I'm still I'm still trying to process how Martha made this jump. Because now she's like hanging out and talking with Taylor when they were from two opposing smart people groups. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you that cuz I remember Martha was in the book like the bookworm people and they're not the same people as the academic decathlon people. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're the brainiacs, which are different than the academic decathlon people. I wonder if it's, like, the, like, because all the people in Martha's group seemed to be business-oriented, so maybe they're, like, the econ people, like the... I was going to say, it seemed like they were more, like, social studies, history-type people. And Taylor's more of the science-math kind of people. Yeah. Great. We love women in STEM. Yes. We love women in any field. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of women, we get a conversation between two women. This movie, Passing the Bechdel Test, crazy. Yeah, so Sharpay and Gabriella start... uh, Gabriella walks by Sharpay's locker as Sharpay is putting things into it. 
and (laughs) (laughs) Sharpay is like, I guess this is goodbye. You've left every summer for the last five summers, so is this goodbye? And she's all excited. And Gabriella is so good at seeming sincere, but also so sickly burning or giving a dig at Sharpay. She reminds me of Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls a lot in this minute. Okay. Reference that I am aware of is a reference. Haven't seen that show. It just, she's able to turn an, uh, she's aware it's an insult. She knows that she's like getting teased or like Sharpay's talking down to her, but she can give it back in a way that does not seem aggressive. Yeah, she's she's killing her with kindness or or whatever metaphor you want to use. Yeah. Gabriella says, "Well, my mom promised that we wouldn't move till after I graduated." And uh, Ashley Tisdale gives the good line delivery of, "Well, bless mom's little little heart." And then she like does an eye roll and turns around. It's like a, it's like a good acting moment. Yeah. No, I love the bless your heart. As an insult, it is so Southern, and it's fantastic, but it's like, does that, is that, ki- like, Sharpay's not Southern. No, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a, oh, bless her heart, like, Southern thing. It's like a, you can say it as like an, in, as like an insult. I don't know. It works. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you, but when I hear someone say bless, bless their heart in that, like, manner, it, it's uh, a Southern insult. Yeah, Sharpay's doing the version of it where it's not an insult, but the little thrown in as a diminutive is the insulting part. And she doesn't she doesn't tell it as an insult until she stops saying the phrase, rolls her eyes and turns around. Yeah. Like there is a version of it where it's sincere. Mm-hmm. But Gabriella still tries to turn the situation and thanks Sharpay for all of her support and how much she taught her for the winter musical. Yeah. Two things here. One, musical. It, I know. it was never a musical. It's a, it was a musical. I know. I thought that too, um, and I actually wrote that as my note, and then I was like, no, but she said musical. I should. There's um, there's a good bit of physical acting where Gabriella like puts her hand on Sharpay's shoulder, and then Sharpay turns around, and the like the hand like becomes a handhold, mm-hmm. like girls talking and they're holding hands. Um, normal. Yeah, normal. Um, and then Sharpay realizes they're holding hands and goes like, ah. Like she's um, got cooties or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the good bit of acting set up against the bad acting, which is just Vanessa Hudgens, like the, the smile acting that she's just constantly doing. Like in one way, it's like part of Gabriella's character at this point to be like obscenely happy. But in the other way, it's still just like, what are we doing here, Vanessa? Yeah, the naivete does not always benefit the character but i think in this situation in particular it does work because it's playing off sharpay's holier than thou kind of thing yeah yeah just the airy the airy deliveries that vanessa hudgens gives like every time like we've seen her have good acting moments but this kind of like lilting tempo of acting that she does sometimes it's like it's weird but you're right it it it, it works pretty well in this scene did you notice in Sharpay's locker there's like a like a mirror or like a bit of decoration that says fabulous but the fabulous doesn't have the o at the end so it's like a latin word (laughs) i did not (laughs) i missed that but keep fabulous in mind that becomes a big word in this movie 
Oh, I'm sure. Which is weird because fabula is a word in Latin. It's a feminine noun, means story. Fabulous is not the version of that word. Yeah. It's not masculine. Anyway, anything else for this minute? I didn't mean to cut you off about the Martha thing. Do you want to come up with theories about how Martha progressed classes? Yeah, I wonder if Martha breaking the mold, she saw she sought respite in Taylor's group because she saw how kindly and supportive they were of Gabriella singing and her group did not undergo this magical transformation that the rest of well that the jocks and the academic decathlon people did because it's it can be argued that the theater group didn't really undergo that transformation either as they kicked out or that Gabriella and Troy did not participate in the spring musicale based yeah, on that's, that's a bit that we've never really heard about so far so yeah yeah we haven't heard about it Gab- the way Gabriella talks of like you helped me during the winter musicale and ins- like insinuates that there she did not participate in the spring musicale it's so- possible that that the spring it is not it's not there's not a musical in the spring it's like a regular play or like no no Darvis is like <laughs> perhaps the spring musicale to the opera okay. singer okay yeah you're right you're right I like your theory that Martha decided my friends aren't the type of friends that I want around me. I'm going to move to some people who accept me and like me for who I am. I like that. Good headcanon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a thought. I've been trying to rack my brain around how Martha joined the group other than she was the only other female that had any (laughs) (laughs) lyrics in any song that wasn't the audition. But is so is Sharpay and Ryan and Kelsey like part of the like friend group? Are they still like the theater people and they just happen to be the front and center of these dance numbers? I think more the latter. I think Kelsey is still friends with Troy and Gabriella because she found support in them. But Sharpay is interested in Troy. The reason Sharpay is around is because she likes Troy. Like, Okay, so the whole gang, it's Saturday night. The whole gang is meeting up at McDonald's. Yeah. Who's there? Troy and Gabriella. Chad and Chad. Taylor. And Taylor. And Zeke, Zeke and Jason. Jason. Are there other basketball boys there? The choreographer, maybe? Okay. Uh, Klapa- maybe. Charles Klapau. <laughs> um I'm and, never I'm gonna try and not forget that now. And Martha's been added to this group. Yeah, Martha's kinda there. She's maybe not there all the time because she's like, there as like Taylor's friend. Yeah. So if Taylor was wasn't there but Martha was there, it'd be like Okay, like we we're hanging out with you, but like we're not like super close yet. Yeah, and, and then Kelsey's may- there. Maybe I don't think she's a primary invite, but if Gabriella is the one in charge, yes, she's there. But if it's like Chad or Troy that initiate the McDonald's run, Kelsey's probably not there. Okay, Sharpan Ryan would never go to McDonald's. Uh, I bet Ryan would, <laughs> but Sharpay is the one with the car. So it's kind of stuck. I guess there aren't really any other characters for us to go on. I like to imagine that the skaters are like the other people in the McDonald's. So the cello boy is like over there and they're like, should we talk to that guy? Like, he seems cool. Like, maybe they sometimes talk to the skaters and sometimes they don't. Yeah, I feel like Jason is the cross between the skaters and the basketball boys. Oh, he was a skater boy, and then he became a basketball boy? Exactly. He said, see you later, boys, to the other skater boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's just got the haircut. 
<laughs> Anything else? Um, I, I think you've got something for me this week for our oh, yes. DCOM of the Week segment. Yes. Should we change the name of the segment to our DCOM segment? Because it's not that we have one per week per se anymore. Yeah, that is true. Because last week it was two. Um, so it's just we, the DCOM, the D- D-com segment. special? Yeah, sure. I don't know. We'll work on it. We're workshopping it, folks. (laughs) Okay. I have composed another Mad Lib for Chandra to complete. Are you ready to think of things? I will attempt to think of things. Okay. I need the name of an herb or spice or whatever. Coriander. Coriander. Lovely. I need a mononymic celebrity name. Like Avi? (laughs) Who... (laughs) <laughs> sure the, the author avi the children's book author avi you could have said twiggy or adele or prince oh, but you bro. said avi great <laughs> um okay i was more I'm... asking to make sure i understood the prompt correctly. okay do you want to do you want to do another pass no. at it no i like it <laughs> okay um, I need an infinitive, a verb ending in ing. Uh, running. <laughs> okay. Um, this one's a bit of a tip-off, but I need a cryptid or a monster. Yeah. A chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already gone. I love Mad Libs, people. Um, a, a comparative adjective. Taller. Taller. Okay. That joke is going to be very straightforward. <laughs> um, um, I need a nationality. Lebanese. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I need a group who wears uniforms. Color guard. Okay. Um, a room in a house. The parlor. <laughs> okay. Um, I need any less famous celebrity sibling. So like... The f- the celebrity is less famous, or the the sibling is less famous than the primary celebrity. So yes, the, theoretically, there's two siblings who are famous. One is more famous. One is less famous. Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks. Yeah. I've never heard of him. That's Tom Hanks's brother that does all the voices. When Tom Hanks is not called in to do a Tom Hanks voice, it's Jim Hanks. Okay, I've heard of Jim Belushi, but not Jim Hanks. <laughs> You said less um, famous. <laughs> all right. This one's a little weird. Okay. I need a noun and then we're going to try to translate it into Lebanese. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Um, cat. Okay. Let's open Google Translate. It's going to be cat in English. Two. Is Lebanese even a language? <laughs> I thought it was. Um, They probably speak Arabic. Lebanese Republic. Hold on. Official language of the state is Arabic. Fre- French is formerly recognized. Yeah. So it just becomes Q-A-T then. Cut. <laughs> um, uh, a verb. Soar. Um, a concrete noun. Just not an abstract noun. It has to just be like... Scissors. Uh, I need an actor who is wholesome and or wise. A Morgan Freeman type. Don't just say Morgan Freeman. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay. Is that acceptable? Sure, yeah. An, an endearing term for children. 
wee ones. Okay. Um, a storage unit of any kind, any size. Like it could be small, could be big. Do you want the measurement or like no, an actual type no, of just storage like, container? A, a, any sort of container or unit of storage. A chest. Okay. Uh, an amusement park attraction. A a drop like I don't. Do you want <laughs> like a dark ride? Like what? What are you looking for here? <laughs> no, yeah, like a drop. A drop ride is good. A drop tower <laughs> is yeah, a, yeah. A drop tower is that the most specific name for it? I think so. Yeah. Um, a personal hygiene or self care habit. Washing your face. Okay. Um, an adjective. Sparkling. Um, uh, just first thing that comes to mind, the hottest person you could think of. Celebrity. Uh, don't know. Um, we'll go with Zac Efron, because I know people find him attractive. Okay. And a famous movie quote. Trying to think of a good one. (laughs) Could I say Yub Nub, or would you kill me? (laughs) That's not a famous movie quote. Um, to infinity and beyond, then. We'll okay. keep on the Toy Story route. All right. Are you ready to hear your Mad Lib? I am. Okay. It's summer, and nothing can stop 12-year-old Coriander Avi from living the dream. I can't wait to spend my whole summer running. Nothing except a chubacabra, that is. Well, you're a lot taller than I expected. <laughs> Now it's up to Coriander to keep the chubacabra from the Lebanese color guard and and keep the parlor clean with Jim Hanks as Captain Cut. We're, we are going to get that creature even if we have to soar every last scissors in this town. And Sir Patrick Stewart. Don't worry, wee ones. I've got just the thing to help you. Cut to them opening a chest slowly as light emanates out. They knew summer was going to be a drop tower, but nothing prepared them for washing Chupacabra's face. I never thought I'd make such a sparkling friend then have to say goodbye so soon. Starring Zac Efron as the voice of the Chupacabra. Cut to an animated creature saying their catchphrase, To infinity and beyond. This Friday at 8, it's My Summer with the Chupacabra. Nice. Thank you. Um, Glad we're being so professional about it this time. Yeah. Yeah, we're not just hysterically <laughs> laughing for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Raining myself in here. Okay. No, it was good. No, I did like... <laughs> no, I, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I started writing a, like a summer movie that I decided that there was going to be a cryptid in it so that it became a, a monster movie. <laughs> I, I got that. <laughs> like, there's two movies here. Combined into one. <laughs> It was going to be like, oof, I have to get a job. <laughs> and then it was like, oof, I have to take care of the chupacabra. <laughs> Can you remind me what the chupacabra entails? <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a cryptid uh, living in South America. It So the chupacabra is, um, it translates from Spanish to goat sucker. Uh, they are... Lovely. Uh, legendary, they're a cryptid in the Americas, uh, north and south, uh, purportedly first sighted in Puerto Rico. Uh, they, they attack and drink the blood of livestock, namely goats. So that's kind of where it gets its name. Uh, it's, it's described as a 
dog or lizard-like. Um, it, it varies in its description, but um, it it's also been seen in like other parts of the world too. But it, it's mostly in a, a western the hemisphere. western hemisphere uh, cryptid. So lovely. Well, speaking of devouring livestock, where can people find us on the internet? <laughs> I don't know how that tri- tri- uh, segued, but people can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. It was meant to be like the internet like, sucks the soul out of everyone, but it uh, doesn't like... I gotcha. Didn't, didn't come out in my segue. Anyway. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah. You can also fill out the Mad Libs that Condra played because I will copy and paste it into the description of this episode. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom we can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. Just want to shout out, Theo uh, is moving tattoo studios and is coming up to New York and taking bookings for the fall and winter season, so. Oh, yeah. Check out his Insta. Yeah. Good stuff there. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll see you next time for the plot of this movie, hopefully, starting. You can bet on it. <laughs>